Uh, Mike number one, Mike number one, isn't this a lot of fun? Okay, well, that's going to be our intro now. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting rid of that. <laughs> From Spinal Tap. Classic. Turn it up to 11, Sean. Mm-hmm. Okay. That Great. plug looks funny. The what? That plug looks funny that you're using for your wine. Aren't all plugs a little funny? Welcome to Funny Plugs. <laughs> when we're talking to you, or... It's already started. <laughs> so about dicks <laughs> um, Aren't they weird Talking about guys named Richard right Dude they're so weird They're so weird Also Men look weird when they squat if they're naked it Guys look named weird. Richard that That go by the nickname of dick Isn't that also weird It's weird because dick means penis Yeah But like if their dad went by dick And their dad Richard went by dick If all their their entire lineage went by dick, then you got to go by dick. I really feel like you should break the trend in that case. I don't know if that's a good idea, but... Eventually, they not will. Not up to me. There'll be a lot less dicks around in the future than I think now. Your, your body, your choice. I don't get to tell you what to do. <laughs> your name, your body. With your dick. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do. <laughs> you, you, do you should. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely do. Uh, are you ready? Should I just yeah, I think that's button? pretty sufficient okay. for. <laughs> hey, hey, it's secretly timid. It's Megs, Megan. I'm here with John. Hi. I don't know what you're doing. A scratching mosquito bite. All right. <laughs> and we have special guest, Michael. Do you want me to call you by something else, like Shadow Demon or... Shadow Demon's really, really cool. Could you call me Shadow Demon? If you... Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. When I was in eighth grade, there was this girl. I think her name was Christine Morton. This is in Pennsylvania, not in Texas. And, you know, like the first day of class, you have to like uh, introduce yourself and whatever. And if mm-hmm. you go and buy a nickname, you tell the the uh, the teacher your nickname. Uh, this is a white girl. And she was like the new girl in school. But apparently, I guess she thought that she had like some gang affiliation or whatever. <laughs> Eighth she grade, said, yeah, she in said, Pennsylvania, yeah, that's hardcore. Okay. And she said, "My name's Chris. Uh, was it Christine or Christina? Christina? I don't it remember. doesn't matter. Uh, but my, f- but I go by Black Shadow." <laughs> and there was like a a second pause, that everybody just busted out laughing at her. That doesn't really sound like a gang affiliation as much as it does like uh, some kind of goth network, like. This is before Goss, kind of, I guess. I no, it wasn't, John. Or it's like an off-brand Avenger, Black Shadow. Yeah. But you know, it's like with kids in that herd mentality, like, one kid laughs, so all the kids laugh. But if one kid was like, whoa, cool, Black Shadow, all the other kids would have been like, whoa, Black Shadow. Do you think you would have been like, whoa, Black Shadow? Be honest now. I don't think I would have laughed. I'll tell you that much. I probably would have been like, "Oh, that person's a weirdo." Maybe, maybe like, let's I see rem- what else. Let's see what other weird <laughs> shit they. I, I remember think. what song was really popular that year was Ace of Base. I saw the sign just for reference of like what time era we were in. There were definitely goths before that time, John. Uh-huh. You have a problem with history, I think. Like eighties goths, I guess. Like Susie, Sue. Oh my god, that's kind of goth, right? Yeah. So, like Susie and the Banshees? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great tunes. 
Yeah, I guess so. I think that. that was goth. Yeah, that seems like the beginning of goth, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, like late 70s, early 80s, I think was the beginning of that. If somebody wants to correct me, they're they're welcome to do that, but I don't I'm not very receptive to criticism. So, so it was like a one off from like <laughs> punk, like sad punks cuz she was <laughs> punk before she was goth. Uh, That's an like easy a transition to make. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. She goth, you know, like, I guess the goth I'm most familiar with would be like Marilyn Manson type of stuff and, you know, oh, corn, oh. things like that. I think that. some actual goths would have they would, horrible they would, problems with yeah. what you just said. He's industrial. <laughs> to be fair, I, I came up in the post goth era. It was, it's transitioning into more emo, I think. How, how old are you? I'm 32. Oh, oh you're a little baby sweet. guy. I was like, please be over 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I certainly am. I'm 32. This year I'll be 33. That's Jesus's age when he died. So um, I got Allegedly. a big shoes to fill. <laughs> if I don't get crucified in my 33rd year, I'm going to feel like I didn't put enough into this into this uh, year of mine. You know. Well, look, don't be too hard on yourself. To be fair, there are a lot of people up for crucifixion this year. So I don't know if... Not that I don't think you're special or whatever. I just I just feel like there are a lot of people in front of you in line. Yeah. That's all. What a way to go, huh? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get famous for thousands of years, apparently, so there, there are worse things, I guess. They're going to remember me. Yeah. I don't um, know what they would say what you look like. Well, on, on the, what do you mean, on what? the cross? Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, hundreds of years from now, would uh-huh. you still look like you, or they say that, no, he's blonde hair, blue-eyed. You know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just be like a cartoon or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I may be culturally appropriated in a hundred years if people describe me wrong. But we have we can document things now. You know, like isn't it weird that like imagine someone's great grandfather used to have a podcast and you can just go and listen and and watch them like that. That's going to be the case in twenty years, thirty years, but it's not the case now. You know, it's probably going to be not as cool. Well, you can see your grand great grandfather's dick pics too. Yeah, that'd be all weird. Of- <laughs> it's all. Being it's saved. just gonna. It's just gonna take the stigma out of dick pics. That's all. Wouldn't it be weird to be like Pam Anderson's kids and like yeah. That's super weird. You're on the Pornhub one day, and all of a sudden, your mom's face and her dad's dick are. <laughs> well, look, the classic early porn couple. Yeah. I think. I'm on the Pornhub pretty frequently, and I have never accidentally run across your mom, Pam, Pam Anderson's <laughs> face. <laughs> your mom, but but tell me this: Have you looked up the Pam Anderson and no. what's his name? Uh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee video on the boat. Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I have not. Yeah. You haven't. Okay, but I would argue probably her children shouldn't either. It would be weird if they did. Be it would be weird. It'd be kind of strange. But then again, maybe these like, you know, maybe Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee's kids just kind of grow up in this free-for-all environment because their dad's in Motley Crue and their mom was in Baywatch. And so maybe they look at things a little bit differently than us. They may. That's a good point. Um, although they didn't seem too, too excited about the idea of that being out there either. So I don't know if they would teach their kids that that was cool and go ahead and look that up. Was that the first... Um, was that the first? Uh, yeah, this one that started it all. Leaked. Sex is it tape? really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it before? Uh, oh, well, there was a Robert was Lowe it? one, but that was with the underage girl. Do you say Robert Lowe? Robert Rob Lowe. Rob did I say Robert Lowe? <laughs> yeah, Rob. you did. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert Rob Lowe. I mean, that is his name, <laughs> Roberto Losif. It is name. kind of funny, Rob 
below. Raw below. I, be- I believe at his age, he is now a Robert. It's before- I think he gets to decide, John. I don't think he gets to make decisions for people about um, themselves. He's not here. Before you cut cocaine with like athletic powder, baking soda, it's just raw blow. <laughs> Zing. Oh, Michael has a podcast we should probably talk about. Yes. Dark Shadow. No. <laughs> Dark Shadows. Of I can't remember. Best. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's let's do that. I was I was going to trans- transition into that. But, well, but first uh, I got to do the song of the week, okay. but I forgot what the fuck it is. We it's, don't have any structure, by the way. I don't know if you've listened to it. any of these. It sounds a lot like my life. Okay. Well, this is exactly what our lives look like. And <laughs> Beautiful place you have here, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's really cool. Thank you very much. A historical uh, marker as well. Yeah, my uh, boyfriend got that for me for my birthday. My boyfriend got it for me for my birthday. It's it's I'm obligated to use that title. <laughs> A future song is something in my eye by Matt Berry. Now, do you think that's a joke photo or is that real? Everything Matt Berry does is a joke. <laughs> yes. Do you know Matt Berry? No, you know I've never Matt heard Barry? of him. Oh, he's oh an actor. my god! He's you haven't seen what we do in the shadows television show on Hulu. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen the movie. Oh, you must see the show. It's I, that's better. what I've heard. Really? That's what I've heard. It's better? Aren't they like living in a city and? They're living in Staten Island. That's oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Berry. Actually, I first saw Matt Berry on this. Uh, British show that was pretty short-lived, I think, called Dark Place Hospital. Uh, you can see all of the episodes that are available, that, to my knowledge, on YouTube, if you are interested. Uh, it's called Dark Place Hospital. He was uh, like Dr. Sanchez or something like that, but he speaks in his, like, he's got, he uses the Queen's English for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on the IT crowd. Maybe, yeah. And he has, he has, there's another show that's very vulgar. Snuffbox on Netflix. No, not that one. He was on a show called Snuffbox that he. Oh, he's more create. prolific than I thought. Oh, he's all over the place. This guy, and you know what? Fuck it. What deserves with, it? Uh, completely. We're gonna get to your <coughs> podcast in a second. But when I drove yeah. down to Fort Worth, what's with this? Sex shop called the Velvet Box. Velvet Box. They what do you mean? They don't mince words. So there. gross. There are there are like nine DFW locations according to the the um, billboard that you're probably talking <laughs> so about. You're that familiar was on with it. Well, I drove here today on 121, so yeah. I saw it. It is a little on the nose. I am of the opinion that box is one of the more insensitive uh, uh, terms for for the one female anatomy. <laughs> but then velvet kind of is you know inviting and inviting and soft and, and, and yeah. But for somebody <laughs> who calls it a box, that's yeah, terrible. It's that weird. almost sounds like rapey. <laughs> but isn't the whole I like that. Now, but isn't the whole idea like grab attention? Did you, have you ever seen signs that are literally upside down? The words upside down, landaria, and, and it's like upside down on the sign. No, well, the only no. one I've seen this. I've seen some of those in Dallas. Though they want to, it's like an oh, advertising yes. technique. Yeah. Not on the highway, but like no, the yeah. sign at the place itself, it's like the shopping mall. Yeah, 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 like yeah upside yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What's a landaria? I've, I'm a, assuming a laundromat. I mean, I'm not in fluent I thought laundromat was lavanderia. Or what did I say? Landaria. That was wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know Spanish yeah. very much, so I could be wrong also. I don't, I've never been inside a velvet box. I've been inside a con- <laughs> several different condoms since. Do you want to clarify what you just said? I don't. Let's just leave that there. All right, then. Um, think what you want, listener. This is theater of the mind. Oh. oh. This, this is, is theater of, theater of the box. No. Uh, you've been into a condom since, you said. Yeah. I've been into several... Uh, Several. There's one called Cupid's and Little Rock Sex Shop. Mm-hmm. Went in there one time. 
Um, I was uh, telling a story yesterday uh, to Joel. We were driving near... My boyfriend. S- Shut up. <laughs> I'm 40 years old. I've got a boyfriend. Okay, well, I'm... What does that make me, John? A spinster. <laughs> but Oof. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, do spinsters not have boyfriends? No, they have cats and oh. and grown-over vaginas. Really? I Real hairy so. vaginas. Yeah. I thought Real sp- velvety boxes. I thought spinsters were like old hoes. No, I think they're the opposite. Is that right? Are they the opposite? I feel like spinsters spinsters are like unmarried, like old maids, I feel like. Oh, I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know where that word comes from. Like adult sisters that live together and have never lived alone in the city. Like the Simpsons, the old aunts. Yeah, exactly. So those are spinsters. Except they get banged out quite a bit. Really? I think so. We can hope. Patty and... Thelma or whatever their names are. It sounds right. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I saw yeah. um, I saw this incredible video on YouTube of uh, Nancy Cartwright, who does the voice of Bart, and then also uh, Ralph and a few other people. And she's just amazing the way she is able to change her voice. She does this thing. It's a video for Vox. You know, like Vox will put out these YouTube videos just mm-hmm. on different subjects. And she does this thing in Bart's voice where she – she has his voice, hey man, and, but she like does it in a country voice. She does Bart as a two year old and then a 50 year old, but it, like all in the same kind of sentence. And she's like, and now I'm transferring my voice to this and this. It's like, she's incredible, dude. Like, and she also does Chucky from the Rugrats. It's like, very it's accessible to many demographics. It yeah. Sounds like. She cornered the market of like young boys being voiced by a, by a woman. Yeah. It's all that Scientology. That's where she gets the magic from. Is she a Scientologist? Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Oh, no. Come on. Oh, man. You just ruined my day with that. Oh, she I got, hate Scientology, dude. She got in trouble because uh, she uh, was advertising for Scientology, but she was using the Bart Simpson voice. What? Yeah. They that like seems that. like a parody. Yeah, they don't like that at all. I had no idea, no. man. That's like, well, you know what I found out? I thought for a long time that Beck was a Scientologist, but he turns is. out he's not. He is. Really? He's not. His parents are. But yeah, not. he was, but I think he was raised in it. But he I was thought, raised in it. I thought he was married to Giovanni Rubisi's uh, Matt, twin yeah. sister, who is a Scientologist. See, okay, so there is debate on this, but we've Googled it before. Uh, me, me. I, when I say me, I mean my my. Should I say producer or girlfriend? Which one? My girlfriend over my here, girlfriend. the lovely Lauren. My girlfriend. The dual role. Yeah, you have to say it like that. I'm I guess. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Right. I shouldn't have messed with it. And now it's yeah, like, you touch this it. This is what you get. Gonna, this is the black shadow part of my. Nickname. We can get you another one. I think it's if I can just like bend it to one place, <laughs> which is not happening. Hold on. That looks good. Pause one second here. Here we go, people. I'm gonna. Um, this is Mike adjusting. I'm a podcasting semi-professional. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you're you're really taking this in stride. <laughs> okay. There we go. This should do it. Let's see if it saves, guys. I'm working. What do you call these things, by the way? Pop filter. Pop filter. Do you want me to get you some string? I can just grab that laughing because this is our fucking fault. <laughs> yeah, idiot. There we go. Okay, there we go. I just twisted you did it around it. the other way. Now, don't touch that fucking not gonna thing. Touch it. I'm not going to touch it. I do have a thing, and I noticed this, especially when I first started podcasting, I would constantly touch the mic. And yeah. I would constantly touch my face, you know, mm-hmm. like, as I've tried to just, I don't know what to do with my hands. That old Talladega thing. So I was driving on 35 the other, or yesterday with Joel, and we went through Sanger, and uh, I was telling him stories. I was regaling him with stories of when I was in college 
And there used to be, you lived in Denton for a little while. I don't know if you've lived in Denton. No, I've spent no? some time up there just hanging okay. out. So, uh, and this is probably before you were born. But when I was in college, there was a porn barn. Like We called it the porn barn that was that was between, The one into Oklahoma? Uh, it goes, uh, I mean, it's on the way to Oklahoma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, in Sanger. Yeah. It's north of Denton. Um, it was just this giant building with lots and lots of porn. Going back to our conversation about the velvet box and all mm-hmm. of that. Uh, and I told him a story about how some friends of mine uh, came to my house and they're like, let's go to the porn barn. And it was the middle of the day, probably like on a Wednesday or something. I was like, of course we will. So <laughs> we pile in this car and we drive up there and you've got to go through a couple of country roads to get to it. And we walk in and there's this old guy like sitting at the counter. Like Bill. Kind of like Bill, maybe a little smoking. younger than Bill. He was definitely smoking. And so he says, I need to get all of your IDs. I think I had been drinking. I'm pretty sure that I had been. Um, so they're taking out their IDs. I wasn't driving, by the way, just so the kids that listen to this know that drinking and driving is not the right thing to do. Not a good idea. Right. Um, and uh, it gets to me, and I said, I don't have my ID. And he goes, okay, well, how old are you? And I said... 17. Uh, no, I'm, I'm 18. <laughs> and, I, and I was actually fucking 20 years old. <laughs> and I don't, I panicked. I don't know why I said that. Uh, I, I don't know. So uh, he's you like. You said, I mean 18. Yeah. But you're actually 20. I said, I mean 18. And then uh, we get out and they're like, you're 20. Because he kicked us out. He's like, all of you get out of here. So we all had to leave. The end. That's funny. That's the end of the story. That place is like disheveled now. What? It's the porn barn still the porn there? Bar. I didn't barn. see it. You Not could. There. You used no, you to be can, able to. It's still there. It's just. Oh, like so a you do know what I'm talking itself. about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking it's, about. It's a really? black shadow of itself. Oh man! It's like just one storm you away can't from collapsing. See it from the highway? Maybe I missed it. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different porn barn, but this place I'm thinking of is actually a barn. And it's right off of 35, and I think it's with insane. porn in it. Yeah, it's like yeah, XXX video on the roof. They still have okay. the places you can go and I don't know what these places are, but you can go and like, I guess, sit in a room and oh, watch the a porno and whack yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, use new your fine, phone. New fine arts. Okay, yeah. is that, is the, is the, are these, do these people have a fetish of whacking in public? Uh, they're or, not whacking off I mean, long. that's part huh? of it. People still have sex in public, yeah. so. Yeah. There's well, some just, more that goes on in that theater. When you oh, can, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. We, we went to uh, one of those places. When we New were, Fine Arts. When yeah. we were in college? We were in college. Uh, out of college. Okay, this this is an okay. untapped... Uh, oh, it's tapped. <laughs> it sounds pretty tapped, but this is, seems like I'm a fairly tapped. unknown thing. What goes on in these theaters? Just a lot of underhanded sex, overhanded sex, all kinds well, of hands. Well, both of those Hand jobs, hand jobs, jobs, yeah. BJ's, it's HJ's. Just, just yeah, it's all of it, huh? Sitting but no one talks someone. about it. I mean, every once in a while, an Well, actor, no, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Well, every, that nobody knows about it. How about that? How much shit is out there? Like, how many other things are out there that I just have no idea about? Oh man, People where did you grow up? South Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> have you heard of? Uh, Wait, hold on a second. Yes. Holding. Let's talk about your podcast. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, so, okay. <laughs> I think it's time. My We're name like is Michael hour. Baston. Hello out there, everyone, here on Secretly Timid Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. I have a podcast network. My name is Michael Baston. My podcast network is Transmissions from the Habitat. It's a whole network? It's a what, whole network, yeah. What makes, what's the definition of a network? S- more than one podcast recorded in the same place. Do you do more than one podcast yes. yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you do? I have two. There's one called Mind the Tambourine. Yes. That I record with Alex McKenzie of the band Meech Pango, and that's a lot of fun. I also have a podcast called The Michael Baston Podcast, and uh, each of them are released weekly, mm-hmm. and uh, you can find them on YouTube and Spotify. Okay. Um, can you please tell us about the content of those two podcasts? Yeah, for sure. Like, it's, you know, I think the the key, a lot of podcasts will have kind of very specific, narrow, you know, concentrated narrow casting so it's like okay this podcast is about blue champagne glasses and we're going to talk about that every single week whereas the michael baston podcast is a little more wide-ranging i'll do solo episodes and then some weeks i'll have guests as well so basically what it is is a live broadcast of either uh current events or with guests it's always like what is this guest creating essentially the heart of the michael baston podcast is what is in the artistic mind frame? What is it? What is inside of people that makes them want to create, and how do they do that? You know, so it's a lot of artistic stuff, but also just fun conversation. And then mind the tambourine, which I host with Alex, is basically like a pop culture free for all, and we just uh, try to one up each other and be goofy. And that's live as well every Monday night on YouTube. And so um, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, we do top five every week, Alex and I, on Mind the Tambourine. And then we'll always have the new record we're listening to. This week it's My Morning Jacket's new album that just came out. Um, and then we also will review things and stuff like that. It's just a lot of fun. You know, they're about, both about an hour long. The lovely Lauren produces sitting over here. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's just weekly content that that is getting better and better as time goes on. Uh, how long have you been doing these podcasts? About two years. Uh, I started in December 2017 was my very first episode. You probably met Sterling the other night at Tony and Clay's party. Um, he was wearing like a plaid shirt, doesn't talk a whole lot, you know, glasses, cool guy. Anyway, so Sterling gave me a... The bald guy? No, no, that's Luther, who lives like two of minutes from here. Of course his name is Luther. I don't know if you know that, but he lives like two minutes from here. I don't know he that. Right down if he's cool, I'd like to be his friend. Oh, he's a cool guy. Anyway, so yeah, I've been doing it about two years, and I started out talking into a Yeti microphone in my closet in my studio apartment in Bedford in late 2017. And now I, I moved to this rental house in Fort Worth and I've basically just made the whole house a podcast studio. And now I'm, you know, instead of, you know, recording audio and releasing it, I'm doing like live multi-camera presentations, you know, every... How's uh, that going? Every, it's it's good so far. I'd literally just figured all this out like over quarantine. You know, I got laid off from my job in IT looking for something else right now. But in that time with all of this free time on my hands, I've really been um, after like the initial shock of the whole pandemic and, and essentially binge drinking for like two months just from like, oh, I'm fired. The world's burning. What the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And after I got out of that funk, I really concentrated on like getting some webcams in there and like how do we broadcast live? Let's figure it out. And that's what we do now. What is the, uh, the audience feedback about the live broadcasting and the video and stuff? I've never had as much interaction with the audience. It gives them a chance to like 
watch you live, comment, you know, they can talk to you on the air. So they like it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and, and there's a lot of people who will watch and not comment and just kind of lurk. but And jerk off. And jerk off, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully they're jerking off yeah. um, every second while they're listening to the podcast. But I like it because it goes up live, but then it's also available afterwards the way it always was in audio form and in video form. Yeah. So you can watch it live. I like it live because it's exciting and it's also way easier to post uh produce stuff like when you're you're doing video and audio and you have to line it up and when it's live it's all just there and then it stays there when it's not live you got to record it and put it together and edit it and put the words in and put in the clips and it's just a pain so i like doing live because it's easier for me and it's also beneficial to the audience because there's more interaction and when they know it's coming every wednesday and, and or every monday rather than it's cool. It's uh, it's like a... You should get your day straight if you're going to tell people <laughs> when it's going live. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. I'm trying to do Mind the Tambourine every Monday and mm-hmm. then Michael Bassett podcast every Saturday uh, night, but today it's happening on Sunday. So. so Mind the Tambourine is not exclusively a music podcast. Not exclusively, but me and Alex are both pretty music minded he's in a band i'm a musician and whenever we first met we bonded over like music immediately wilco and flaming lips and you know we have our favorites but it's uh what are your favorites favorites is all-time faves as far as like music goes yes please i'm gonna have to i'll throw you out like a top five or three or something i like fugazi the beatles neil young um lcd sound system mm-hmm. did i say bob dylan bob dylan uh, Beatles are probably my favorite band, and then Fugazi. Uh, there's a lot of great bands out there, but the ones I just named are kind of my top faves. Got all it. Time. Yeah, but all there's right. there's a shit ton of good stuff out there. You know, um, recently I've been listening to this new My Morning Jacket album, The Waterfall Two, and it's so good. Do you like them? Uh, my Morning Jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all right. I like them. Uh, let's see. I saw Jim James play with. Modest Mouse, maybe? That's cool. Was that recently? Oh, no. That was very long ago. Uh, it was at the Ridge. I think it was at the Ridgely. Wow. Really You saw Modest Mouse ago. at Ridgely Lounge? Yeah, dude. That's dope. Oh, that was a good show. When was that? I also saw... Oh, man. God. When the fuck was that? Uh, it was like early 2000s, maybe? What a great venue to see them at. That's a huge band. It was good. Uh, I saw Cat Power there, and that was fucking oh. garbage. So bad. It was Cat bad? Power. Why was it bad? Cat oh Power. I mean, God. Chan Marshall is not a good live performer. Ooh, don't tell Clay that. He loves Cat Power. Was Clay well, there? Well, he probably knows. Oh, I don't know. I was there because no yeah. Justin was there. And yeah. I think, did we leave? I don't know if we made it through. Did we make it through well, the entire show? No, she stopped. <laughs> She stopped a was lot of Was it sound times. bad or what? Uh, she got She's uh, just nervous. She had a yeah. panic attack and she like... Really? Left. Yeah. She had wow. to keep like starting and stopping and then as I recall... But like not at the beginning of the song, like four minutes in. Yeah. She's like, I fucked it up. I'm going to start over. Oh, and she like, no! Yeah. Why? Like, uh, and I bet she sounded perfect too before she stopped, right? Yeah, like, she sounded fine. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, she's They're like, can we bring the band back? Because when the band was with you, you weren't fucking up. <laughs> she, she's not a well lady. That's, you know, whatever. Yeah. I never knew this about Cat Power. Oh, I never yeah. knew she was like mentally she's, heroin. She's an anxious little guy. Heroin, you said? I think, doesn't she? Uh, is it, oh, man. She I, don't, user? I think she's totally like clean now of uh, everything. That was so. a long time ago. Our, our hearts go out to Cat Power. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I want my $25 back. <laughs> and then our hearts go out to Chan Marshall. Need a refund, man. But yeah. But um, and then 
There was a guy, uh, I think I got it mixed up. What was his name? Fuck. Uh, Albert Einstein. Yeah, that was him. James L. Jones. No. Um, Urkel. James I Vincent McMorrow. You know what? You guys are never going to guess it. Da Vinci. Um, I used to do music reviews for Art Prostitute. Um, and we were in Austin for South by Southwest one year. And I was supposed to... It was the guy that was in Three Mile Pilot, maybe. with Was Jim James in Three Mile Pilot? Doesn't ring a bell for me. Now I can't remember. I'm a big fan of his. I feel like I would have dug into that. He may have done. Maybe it was It was a guy that had worked with him on some project that I can't remember because that's how we tell stories on Secretly Timid. <laughs> this thing happened with a guy. And I was supposed to interview this guy, and I did. Jim uh, James or the other guy? No, no, the other guy. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, that's probably disappointing. Right, I knew fine. this guy. That played <laughs> um, and I did the interview, and I think it went fine, except I was very drunk, and I didn't turn the recorder on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, like the right settings, so oh, it was inaudible. Yeah. Uh, and Brian, actually, who was here, was like, uh, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> and then that was... And so Touch and Go was, I mean... Probably not happy. Have you guys had an episode of this podcast where I'm sure you have because you've been doing this ten years, right, John? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is insane to me, man. Like, yeah, we've had time. fuck up episodes. Me, me too. I how mean, how many? Tell they're me basically many. all fuck up. Where you just so can't use any relative. of it. I think just three. <laughs> there that's, was okay, one at my place. I remember, and there was one at my place. Apologies recently. to Constantine, by the way. Oh yeah, well. That was that was a number of factors. He's a sweet. We should redo. He's a sweet fellow. Well, he lives in Fort Worth, so isn't that the worst thing when you're you're done and you go to play it back and it's like audio corrupted or it's like you had the the laptop microphone on and yes, that's what happens more than anything. Yeah, I've done that too. And then it's like not only did you just lose the last two hours or whatever, but now you don't have an episode for the week. So this (laughs) has happened to you. Oh yeah, I have had. Let me tell you this, man. I started from zero knowledge of any of this except for a little bit of like audio experience or whatever but i it was it's all been trial and error so i've made every mistake and have every fuck up i've had every fuck up that you can have podcasting I'm, I, I can almost guarantee you that yeah has anything ever caught on fire like ever in the history of the world or? no oh. on your podcast you said you know. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. Have you ever got in a fire. fight with somebody we haven't gotten in fights in years no so fire like, she said fire yeah but fire. i mean a fight, but a fight. Yeah. I, I'm too passive to get in a fight with somebody. Like, even if somebody came on and pissed me off, I would still be like, oh, well, you know, hope you have a great day. Noted. <laughs> you, know, you guys can say anything. We'll me. keep that. Ooh. But, that, but, oh. see, but here's the thing. That's yeah. something I want to... I feel like the all of the personalities who are well-known are very, like, staunchly themselves, you know? I'm, I'm more like... I I can kind of bend with the wind, you know what I mean? And so I don't know if that's good or bad. Do you feel like you're not staunchly yourself? What I mean is I, I always see both sides of the argument. Like if, if you two guys had two completely different opinions on something mm-hmm. and both of you explained to me your opinions, I would understand both of the opinions. And it's hard for me to like say, John's right. I'm on John's side, you know, and that goes for everything. Oh, so like I can, please. I tend to be very indecisive and kind of wibbly wobbly, you know, but like I'm consistently, uh, 
diplomatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's some people in my family call me the family diplomat. Does that make you indecisive? Do you feel like you're actually indecisive? Is he indecisive? Very indecisive. Okay. I I'm Consensus convinced. Is you are super indecisive. Like within seconds, I'll change my mind all the time, and I'm getting better about it now. But like, I'm convinced. I got in this uh, kind of a minor car accident a few years ago, close to like ten years ago now. And I, you know, I got like hit on the passenger side door and like I had a little bump on my head. And I'm convinced ever since then that like I had some traumatic brain injury. Yeah. I'm convinced that like I've, I messed like some chemistry up in my brain that makes me indecisive or makes me impulsive. I don't think that's the case, but that's just where my brain is. It's not impossible. Yeah. Cause you hear about that sometimes. The frontal lobe is. Are you a Libra? No. Oh. Do you have another guess? Is it no. no. Uh, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. No. Sag. Sag. Science. Oh, Sag. Science, Sag. Sag. A fire sign. Mm. Fire sign, yeah. I'm an Aries also a fire sign. And she's a water sign, right? I'm a Taurus. Oh, a Taurus, okay. Well, that's a different thing. Like, isn't it like the, you have the sign. And you have then, the sun, sign, the moon, sign, the star, and then all yeah. the other shit that, I don't know. Let me ask you this. You said that you mentioned how you were down in Austin interviewing people. So that's what you would you would review music for publications and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you for a publication for for a prostitute? And she had a radio show. That's awesome. And I did have a radio show, and now I have a music podcast. Well, it doesn't belong to me. I'm a co-host. That's great. It's actually John Newberry's podcast, but Newberry. That's his last name. I think it's a cool time right now where you can basically buy some recording equipment and sit down and, and do what you want. But as far as like the going to a show, writing for a publication, talking to musicians, interviewing people, do you think all of that is over for the rest of the time? No. No, why would that be over? Because there's no shows for the foreseeable future. Okay, there there's no live music, but people are still recording it. I mean, people will adapt. I think uh, creative people are particularly well-equipped to be adaptive to changes in, you know, media or culture or whatever. Um, I don't think that, that this is going to have, I think it's had a temporary and, and I am bummed out about it. Like I don't get to go to shows or whatever, which is part of the reason why I, I'm missing Dallas so much, but it's not a fair comparison because of the pandemic and all that shit. But yeah. uh, I know that that shit is not going on right now. I hope that it, I know that it will come back. I just don't know when. Um, but, you know, like <laughs> you're particularly uh, incentivized as a musician because you don't have health insurance. So right. mm. uh, you've got to find a way to make money. And I think that that, uh, that makes creative people think it's, what is it? Uh, something is the mother of invention. I can't remember what that is. What is it? What is this saying? And it, it's uh, something you need. What is the word? Necessity is the mother of invention. There it is. I feel so fucking bad for all of my musician friends. Anybody who like, like most bands and musicians have another gig, right? But some don't or some just work like a quarter time job and then gig for the rest of their money. Yeah. And so many people got screwed over by this. I just feel so bad for all the stand up comedians, all the, you know, musicians, anybody who goes up there and does something in front of people. It's like your world is rocked Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Big time, maybe forever. Like the the streaming shows that are happening. I think uh, the audience hasn't caught on to yet, including myself. I haven't. Uh, witnessed any of those but they're happening and as 
as this goes on longer and longer, I think people it, that will become more normalized and people will be more receptive to it. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my show now, because like tonight I'm having a guy come over named Riker Hall. He's a musician in town and he's going to perform, you know, four songs on my podcast. And so like, maybe that'll be an outlet, you know, where you come in. What are you making that noise for? <laughs> I get too embarrassed just imagining being in the same room with somebody like as really? close as we are right now. And they whip out a guitar and start. I can't do it. Have I'd you have never to been leave. to a living room show? I could have not you ever been to a concert. I, <laughs> yeah. A concert, the lights are off and it's a little bit more anonymous. Well, but. you don't it's being the right there, I couldn't do it. It'd be t- I'd be too embarrassed. Why is that? That's interesting. I don't know why. It's just like, what if they're really good and just like, oh, it, they could be phenomenal. And I just like, I'm just like, don't look John at me in my eyes. John is afraid that everyone is going to serenade him all the time. <laughs> that is, I, that's my what the problem first is here. Boyfriend was okay. a very good guitar player, and whenever he whipped that fucking guitar at him, like I gotta go. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I just that was your trauma. I was that your very good guitarist boyfriend like <laughs> liked to What's play to, sing to me all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, there is something kind of cringe when sometimes when you see a guy come out on stage with an acoustic guitar or when a guy's in a room and pulls out an acoustic. I mean, it is a little cringe, but like I was watching Riker's my buddy though. He's great. A show over the weekend on the CW called The Hundred, and it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic show for for tweens, but or for teens. But Is it one third the quality of three hundred? Because that was <laughs> yeah. an all right. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff. But it's like post-apocalyptic, and like this freedom fighter has a guitar strapped on the back of his on his back, and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> And then sure enough, they're at like, you know, the city's in rubble and they're they're behind like, or uh, sitting around a, a He's like, fire and he pulls out his guitar. Anyway, here's like, Wonderwall. Oh. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. No. Uh, here is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. <laughs> she was fucked up. I recently saw one of those, one of her last interviews where she oh, was yeah. acting all crazy. Oof. I'm like, you, we yeah. all knew she that was didn't a stick. have to happen. She was emaciated. She was jumpy. Yeah, that story's so sad. Dude. Um, I Will Always Love You, written by... Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. I think, uh, I think Bobby Brown is bad news. <laughs> I think he should not be allowed to have his prerogative, actually. Yeah. Well, people forget uh, that like even, even their daughter died. Their daughter yeah. died the same way yeah. that Whitney died. Yeah. So she was so fucking common factor, Bobby Brown. Yeah, just (laughs) and cocaine. Don't fuck around with that guy. (laughs) Just leave him alone. You had one of my, I want to say one of my favorite Fort Worth musicians, but I think the only Fort Worth musician I know, Henry the Archer on. Dude, yes, I love Richard. This guy, I love that band. I'm about to embarrass you. Everyone loves them. Talks about Henry the Archer. All yeah. the goddamn time. I do not want him on the show because I'd be too embarrassed. Oh, he's so. Oh, come love on. <laughs> no, he's Henry. Oh, the now we've got to because I have to see John so embarrassed. He would love to come on too. Henry the Archer is, uh, yeah, some of the strongest material around here. I mean, I feel like Henry the Archer could be from Fort Worth. For he actually spent some time in Chicago, I believe. Oh no, no, no. Sorry, he. They have a lot of numbers in Chicago. Henry the Archer could be from anywhere in the world, and their music speaks for themselves. Their album is called Zeros and Number. And it's just fucking great. I mean, they have a few different albums, but what do you like about them? I, I, it's interesting because I don't usually like male vocals. I don't know why I just don't. And I actually like his. Yeah, he's got a very unique voice. He's amazing. And, and his work really impresses me. He has a lot of like early acoustic stuff from like, um, you know, like 10 years ago that he did. And all of it's just, and when you meet him, he's one of these people who, I'm I'm fascinated with the artistic mind frame and even like I'm 
interested in like the sort of tortured artist type of guy. And I don't, I wouldn't say that he's a tortured artist, but he is like the real deal of, he can do nothing but create music. I mean, like he can't not write songs, you know, and you know that when you're around him and it's, it's really, uh, it's really interesting to be those around Those guys him. are really hard to date. I've had a hard time <laughs> dating those guys. Uh, does he have a regular job? Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. Yes. Uh, right now. Yeah. Mm. So I guess like, the question is, will you please ask him to be on the show? Because yeah. I want to see John's face. You know, last time I talked to him, he was back in Colorado. But uh, Oh, he doesn't live here. He did for a long time. I think he was kind of going back and forth, kind of figuring some stuff out. But yeah, he we did a remote interview on Mind the Tambourine a couple months ago with him. But I've also had him on the Michael Baston podcast, mm-hmm. sit down a few times. Like, yeah, He's one of these guys. I have like three or four people who just come on like fairly often. Joseph Fisher Schramm, Richard... Um, Riker doesn't Hall. go by Dick. Doesn't go by Dick. Not that I Richard. know. Richard. You know. How do, how do you come up with uh, who you would like to have on the podcast? What's your Man. criteria? Criteria is that they have to be doing something, either gigging or writing a book or writing a poem or something. You got to be doing something. You know, just writing having a, a podcast, poem. anything really. <laughs> so, so, like the poem that John started this afternoon, does that count? Yeah, totally. Come on, uh, talk. You're lying. It. I didn't have a. I didn't write a poem. Can we hear? I wrote a poem. Roses are red. That's as far as he got. (laughs) Actually, didn't write that part. Somebody else did. Sounds kind of familiar, but it's going to go in a way different direction, though. Don't worry. But I'll tell you what. Like one thing, you know, I'm not like a famous, well-known person or anything, but I do get a lot of musicians, rappers, and artists reaching out to come on the podcast. And so it's like, for a while there, I was just saying yes to everybody. Anybody who messaged me, I'd be like, "Yeah, come. Are you free Sunday at six? Or like, you know, free in two weeks Sunday, whatever." And I'll just have everybody on. But like, I think what I want to gear it towards, and I'm talking about the Michael Basson podcast here because we don't do a lot of guests on Mind the Tambourine. We do friend episodes occasionally, but not very often. So for the Michael Basson podcast, I want it to be a taste making um, show, a show where you can go and say, "Okay, who's the hottest?" Like. You know, what what do I need to be listening to right now? Or what do I need? What kind of art do I need to be looking at? And like, I want to have just the top of the top on, you know, Um, something I want to have only people who I am really entrenched in their art. And that's pretty rare. So it's not everybody. But like, that's sort of what I'm gearing towards rather than just like, yeah, you know, Joe Blow, come on, you know, but it's hard for me because I don't want to turn anybody down that wants to come on. I want to talk to everybody, but sometimes... This makes me feel very inadequate. (laughs) Well, sometimes, and this is kind of weird to say, but sometimes musicians aren't the most interesting interview. So, oh, I I know. (laughs) So, I want to have on like I've dated them, and they're (laughs) such boring interviews. Well, they sing, they don't talk, you know. But like, I want my show. I want both of my shows. They do bang though. There you go. (laughs) I want my show to be so fascinating and so gripping. That once you turn it on, you can't turn it off. And to me, I, I, don't, I want it to not matter who the guest is. And I just want it to be like something fucking that grips you and, and that you can't turn off. Hmm. So I'm working on it. Why doesn't anyone send us emails about <laughs> wanting to be on the show? Because I don't think we don't put forth the type of effort. That okay, Michael well, does. here's an open invitation. <laughs> well, here, no, here's the thing. There's several artists in this area who are dying to put their stuff out there. And if you just start putting out like, I mean, do you guys want that? I mean, what do you guys like? Do, you, do y'all want to have guests on? Because it's not all that. I mean, I, I sometimes prefer solo episodes. Oh, man, I couldn't fucking do a solo episode. 
John tasked me with doing my own podcast for. Oh Making yeah, a we Network. forgot about that. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I came up with a name and a uh, concept, but uh, that's as far as it. Oh, I also made a Facebook page and an Instagram <laughs> account. But then, yeah, then I finished it there. Um, I, I, it's, I think it's our generation. We're just kind of like, can we just like do the least amount of? Effort I'm very and lazy. Just the people. So I can't imagine that. like carrying an entire episode by myself. That's not something that I would be able to do. I don't have the personality. I did that. it once. It was kind of fun. It just felt like a crazy rant. Really? That's a crazy rant. Yeah. There's some people who are really good at that. Uh, Bill Burr is good at that. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. I when I first yeah, I tried it yet. When I first started, I didn't have any. Mate- I didn't know what the podcast was going to be. So my intro would be, "Welcome to the Michael Basson Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk into a microphone for 30 minutes once a week." <laughs> and so that's what I would do. No notes, just fucking talking for the first like 20 episodes. And then then I started getting run sheets and I started getting guests. But I used to just talk, and it was terrible. But Probably. did people listen to it? I mean, not really. I mean, do they Are now? you grateful that they didn't? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, yeah. I think I set some of the videos to private on, on YouTube. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't know anything. You know, yeah, yeah, me and me and Alex celebrated the 100th show of Mind the Tambourine, our 100th show. So we went back and looked at clips from the early days, and it's real hard to watch. Real hard to watch. Real hard to listen to. You know? we, uh, we invite guests on for this show, obviously, mm-hmm. because here you are. Yes. Here you are. Um, my music podcast, uh, Porpoise Crispy Podcast, I also ask, uh, I know quite a few musicians in the area, so I ask them to come on. And the format is, you've probably not heard it. Tell me about it. Uh, the format is, we, um, you make a playlist of things that you like, that you would other like other people to hear. And then we play a few songs it, it's kind of the format of a radio show like um except you get to pick everything if you're the guest and you actually play the songs in full yeah we play the that's songs awesome. in full See, and then can... we have like stupid banter kind of like this back and forth that's awesome no that's great like it sucks if you're doing stuff on YouTube. You can't have anything. You can't have like more than seven seconds yeah. of anything that's copyrighted. Or they flag yeah, you yeah, and yeah, eventually yeah. block you. We got blocked a couple of, did a whole episode and they blocked us. When I had a terrestrial radio show, it was, I mean, there are, there are a bunch of rules that you have to follow. Like you can't have an indecency <laughs> license, which is difficult for me. Um, unless you have a show that's after 10 p.m., which I had because I was <laughs> new and that's the only one that was available. So that's what I did. But. Um, yeah, there are a lot of, if it's being, you know, like broadcast on a network, then. So you had a 10 p.m. music show. Oh, no, it was 12 to 2. <laughs> 12 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh-huh. 2 a.m. Monday into Tuesday morning. Overnight in the biggest, one of the biggest radio markets in the country. Oh, no, this was Champaign, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Not Chicago This proper. was not Chicago. I worked There's at a, sorry, go ahead. One city and I worked people at a radio. don't know that, but. I worked at a radio station in El Dorado, Arkansas when I was 15 till I was 17 in uh, at No Walmart Broadcast. Mm. Yeah. Child labor. What did basically. you uh, what did you do there? Uh I quite a quite a few things. Like I had a eventually I had a call-in show from like 6 to 10 called Club 96 with Mike B. Oh god. But then <laughs> Did you put on your Sparkle Club wear? I was 16. I have no idea what I was doing or how I even managed to get to the radio station. I, I don't know how anyone under 18 does anything. But anyway, and then I would also do like, I would like 
work the feed for the Razorbacks games, just like turn it up and down, enter in all the commercials, do like a lot of voice tracking, like different commercials and shit. And yeah, that's Ooh, like technical things. Yeah. A lot of, the, there were like six stations there. And so I would run this, uh, this, this Reverend Porsche, this old black Reverend would come. He was like 95 and he would come in every Sunday at like eight and do a one hour radio show. And I would just sit there and he, I should, eventually we had like music, like gospel music playing behind them that he could turn up and down, you know, and it was pretty cool. We had a good thing going on. Good for that guy. Porsche, yeah. I'm not going to leave my house when I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, uh, Texas is the reason. And it was, um, uh, it was just like Texas quote indie rock. Yeah, I mean, you, I came up with the show myself cause there wasn't anything in Illinois though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't, it, there wasn't anything on the station that was like that. So, um, and I knew that I had the connections, uh, from when I lived here, so I lived here and then I moved up to Illinois and then I moved to West Virginia and then I moved back here. But, mm. uh, so, um, I would have bands that were on tour, people that I knew or people that were in bands that knew people that I knew would tour and they would detour to Champaign cause nobody really goes there like purposefully well that's not true um but um, it would come just to be on the show yeah well they'd come yeah a couple of bands did come just to be on the show some of them it was on their way but they would play and we recorded and theater fire i had on there and uh i had um who else was that uh deep snapper came and albert einstein albert Mm -hmm. einstein came up there uh and it was taking a really long time. I had to tell him to hurry up because you only have a, a short slot. It's only two hours. And um, a couple of Trey Orsi and uh, some say Leland from Austin and uh, some other bands. So it was good. It was a good show. What happens to these bands that like, you know, four or five piece band, they tour around the South, they tour up North a little bit, they put out some records, they get some notoriety, win some awards but then they never really hit that next step. What happens to them in like the next 15, 20 years? I mean, do these guys still play? Do they have regular jobs? I and mean, what's going on? Uh, both. Um, some of them, like, um, I don't know if you know Britt Robichaux. I've heard the name. He's around Fort Worth. He, uh, he and his wife actually own Spiral Diner down here. Um, I love that place. He, I have heard it is very good, but I like meat and dairy quite a bit, so I don't go. I haven't been there yet. They do pretty good. It's vegan, I will go. Got a good salad. Uh, uh, he was in the Theater Fire. He was in. Um, he's a band right now. He was in Drug Mountain. He's a band. He was in. Uh, fuck was that Nouns Group? He also has a band right now called. Uh, fuck. Random two words shoved together Something like Drug Mountain. Most efficient women. Three words. I this think time. is his current band. Drug Mountain, such <laughs> uh, a good band. <laughs> but he also does recordings at Dreamy Life. Oh yeah, okay, cool. So you know, probably. Yeah, Dreamy yeah, I know yeah, Dreamy Life. I need yeah. to have those guys on. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's like it's a thankless job, you know, being being an artist or a musician, especially on a local scale. I feel like it's a thankless job, but it's like it's so important, you know. I mean, or if it's if it's something that's in you that you have to get out there, then it's it sucks that people gauge the success, quote unquote, of artist by how well known they are how much money they have like the success of an artist is the ability to create without compromise uh yeah i i mean it it does need to get out there some people are mistaken about what needs to get out there um and i think that hmm, i don't know that it's thankless for 
everybody. I think a lot of these, I mean, it depends what your definition of uh, reward is, right? I mean, uh, I, I think that if you asked Brit that he feels like he's been thanked. I mean, yeah. you know, people go to shows. You, you get a lot of things other than like just, you know, income. There's, you know, you meet a lot of people and you have connections and... You get to do what is inherent within you. And you get to like, you know, have a dream as an adult, which yeah. adults don't usually get to have because usually they're dumb and... Uh, they don't make any money, so that's my fucking goal, man. I gave mine up. I mean, I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have any, but that's my goal. That's something that this COVID shit, getting laid off, pandemic, all this stuff, kind of made me realize is that like I don't want to go back to spending nine and a half hours inside of a cubicle five days a week. I think that's just so inhumane. I just think it's not what we're meant to do. Like, so I would rather struggle as a freelance. Uh, you know, voiceover guy or like a freelance whatever. I, you know, I make a little money from the podcast off of Patreon. Shout out to to my patrons. Um, thankfully, like I'd, I'd I'd rather grow that and struggle paying bills than make a good consistent paycheck doing something that just sucks the life out of me because I hate it. You know, and I'm 32 and that hasn't changed since I was like 20. It's like I'm just I don't want to go back to this repetitive. You know, it takes two hours to get there. It takes two hours to get home. I spend nine hours there, and then you get home, and it's like, yeah, I got, got a little paycheck. You know, yeah, I'm making thirty five a year. Like, what the fuck? You know, I'd rather struggle and do what I want. There is a there is a spectrum, though. I I feel like, um, you know, there there are job. Okay, here is my dream as an adult. My dream is to have a job that pays what I make right now. Uh, that is kind of interesting to me. Um, but that doesn't make me angry, um, and gives me like, is a, is a regular nine to five or nine to six. I don't know where nine to five fucking came from. Look, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's yeah, not no a way. Thing. Who yeah. does that? It's eight to six. It's eight to fucking six yeah. mm-hmm. or it's, uh, eight to four third. Actually it's eight to four thirty. <laughs> Hold on a second. But you get a you get a fucking thirty minute lunch break. Oh, That's not minutes. enough. No, it's not it's to stupid. eat a lunch. And listen, how many hours are you working? Five. You know, like you, uh, you don't need eight hours. No. In the workplace. There's a book about it called Bullshit Jobs, and it describes how there's like half of business hours are wasted because half the time people are dicking around. Man, uh, you, can, you can do all of it in four hours. Dude. So much goofing around. I hate that shit. I have to fill out these fucking. <laughs> TPS reports. <laughs> I mean, basically, my my, my uh, boss has been getting on me very recently because she realized that I hasn't uh, that I haven't been doing it since <laughs> April. <laughs> these uh, these uh, telework logs, right? Because because we're working from home like f- like three weeks out of the month, and then one month we're or one week we're in the office or whatever. Interesting. But we're supposed to like account for so we work eight hours a day, and we're supposed to count for like oh how many hours did you do what? So email three hours, <laughs> uh, yeah. clinical care three hours. Uh, filling out this fucking telework log 30 minutes yeah i started putting that on there because that is part of my day i'm not gonna do it in my free time i can't stand fucking stupid i can't stand it who decided that life is gonna be working for a company for 40 years and then retiring and dying who decided that 
We need a 40 to 50 hour work week for most people. Not somebody in France. That's who it's not. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why it's so accepted. I feel like there's going to be a lot of more, there's going to be new work from home positions now with all of this, but like, this I hate is how- really going to change everything. That was I my first wait. prediction for this was that like, we're going to realize that we can use all of this technology that's available for us to get groceries, to get food, to work from home, to like, you know, have birthday parties. Like you can do a lot of shit from home. I, I think it's, I think we capped out on the fucking work week, dude. Fuck the work week. Do, fuck I, do you remember Nan? Yeah. Or you know Nan. Uh, on the show yeah, years and years is. ago, she was just like, work's bullshit. Why don't we just automate the world? Who says we even need to have a job in the first place? Everything that's bullshit. And there are We don't have to have a job. There are economists that make that argument. We shouldn't have to have, we shouldn't, you shouldn't have to fucking work this much. You really shouldn't, man. Money really does not exist. It exists because we say it exists. Well, I mean, everything exists because we say it exists. But everything is bullshit. Nothing matters. Uh, now, that, now that being said, I do think that hard work is necessary for a happy life. You know, like when I'm working hard and I'm, I'm accomplishing things that have been on my to, my internal to do list things for like that a year. You think are yeah. important? Yes, though. I yeah. love scratching shit off a to do list. Yeah. I do like doing that. I mean, what if we all like? Yeah. I've had, this is so weird to me, y'all. And I got to talk about this a little bit. I'm having a psychological mind fuck because. I'm making more money. You can't say fuck on this show. Oh, you can't say fuck. Okay. I'm no, having I'm a kidding. psychological mind freak uh, because I'm making more money on unemployment, stimulus, coronavirus stuff than I've ever made in my life, more than I was making at my job because they give you an extra 600 bucks a week. Of course, that's going to expire soon, but I'm making more money than I ever have and I don't have a job. I don't have anything that I have to do but i'm still like it just means that you weren't getting paid enough when you were working yeah you tell me that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that That's but it, exactly it's what that this, it's this weird psychological thing because i'm getting positive reinforcement for not i want to say for not really doing anything that contributes to a business basically but i'm doing so much shit just in my day-to-day -day life now to make my own life better that I was never able to do because I was in an office for 50 hours a week. Like I clean four carloads of trash out of my house, you know, just you shit that I did. Four carloads. It was, I held on to shit do over the past, like indecisive. Do you know what I do for it's a living? Nostalgic as well. What? What do you do? <laughs> I'm a psychotherapist. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can believe that. Well, I mean, yeah. Do you want to talk about the four carloads of shit that was... <laughs> do you want to talk about it off air? Okay, we can. I, yeah. Anyway, like, I don't know. I I just kept a lot of shit around from, like... I've hauled shit from, like, four different apartments, just from place to place, just trash. Like, old papers, old tubs, old wires, cables, old, old electronics. Lube? Probably some old lube. You know? Lube situation. <laughs> but anyway, my point is that, like, I'm trying to... I'm trying to earn this weird break vacation from life that I that was bestowed upon me by the Corona gods, you know? So I'm trying to like... You feel like you need to earn this? Big time. I'm being given money for doing nothing. And so like I have to do okay, something in order to... Okay, except people show up to offices and do that every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're being given money for doing nothing. Yeah, it's fucked. Have you ever seen the film Brazil? It's a no. Terry Gilliam film. Yeah. Uh... I don't know anyone who works for the government, but if I did, I would say it's probably the best representation of government work. Uh, not just government work, of fucking work. Was that the one where they got locked in and they killed each other? 
Nope. Nope. That, oh, yeah. I don't know what you know that, you're talking about no, where they're I all don't. in the office and then that they, the, uh-uh. the doors shut and they all got weapons and no, they're like, but only like one a, of you gets out alive. That sounds like Thanks. a Japanese film to me. It was not uh, a Japanese. It's probably should, originally a Japanese. I recommend film. that you watch Brazil. It's I'm familiar Terry, with the cover. Terry oh. Gilliam, uh, was one of the writers for Monty Python. Yeah. I was thinking, Terry oh, Gilliam, great. is that that guy that raped all those nope, girls? Nope, that, that creepy photographer? Who Secretly am I thinking Secretly timid of? is not saying that. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, Terry something. But Python this guy. is what you're talking about. Uh, this is his film. It's like you're stamping things. You're doing shit that doesn't really matter. Yeah. I can't all. do that. I can't do that. I, I can't do that. I won't go back to that. There's an economy based on it. I just, I, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Like, I would rather be living on the street, I feel like, and, and doing what I love rather than some mindless, it's pointless really shit. Hot in Texas. Yeah, and you so, can't like, do what you love from hot. the streets. But, but here's the thing I'm in this fortunate situation where there's, you know, I don't have kids. I don't have anybody like I have to provide for. And so I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's just a really weird time right now for everybody, but especially for me. Let's, let's think about <laughs> me here, guys. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's what I was thinking when this happened. I was like, what about Michael? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm glad that you let us know. <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate that. No, it is very weird for fucking everyone. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's not weird for me professionally. I'm not afraid of losing my job. Um, in fact, I'm more busy now than I than I ever was. But uh, Do you but, have a lot of people who are flipping out right now? Oh, yeah. Or, well, okay, yeah. I do. I have people that are flipping out. And, you know, if you, like, lose your job... As you know. It's a big psychological, yeah. Particularly if you have kids and a family or whatever. I couldn't imagine. Like, let's assume, which I have some patients that have like five children and they are the head of the household or whatever. Um, and they're flipping out. I totally get that. That that seems reasonable to me. Yeah, there are also some people that are pretending to flip out. Really? Because it gives them an opportunity to... Like, oh, well, this affects... Okay, I'm not going to get into this, but... <laughs> there are still people that think that it's all a hoax. Did you see that There Facebook are post? people that think it's a hoax. The, the guy that went to of one of those... I thought that the, the COVID parties I, where people go and they try to get COVID, I thought that was just like a... Sex thing? No, I thought that was all bullshit that, that somebody said it's a joke, but apparently it was real. No, dude. The person that went there died. Bug chasers. Yeah. Right? You're but familiar that, with that. Are you familiar with that term? Yes. Okay. But I, I understand, well, I guess it kind of, there's a Not little bit term, of a parallel the <laughs> there. If there's so much stress about whether or not you're going to contract something where you're like, fine, just let me get it and then I'll deal with it then. But then those bug chasers had like a religious experience kind of with it. And that was kind of what? weird. There's a... I'm, I don't know. A religious experience? Well, kind of. Well, they... I don't know. I'm talking a little bit out of my ass. I don't know if the Catholic Church endorses <laughs> bug chasing <laughs> on several levels. I mean, they're the biggest bugs. Dude, don't even get me started huh. on the Catholic Church. I saw a headline the other day. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the Catholic Church has received $3 billion yeah. of funding. Not just the... T- the uh, all of the churches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who don't pay taxes. Don't pay taxes. And you know what? Honestly, give it to the Methodists, give it to the Baptists, keep it from the fucking boy rapers in the Catholic Church, dude. I can't stand that To be fair, I'm sure there are boy rapers and girl rapers. (laughs) Systematic. In all of the churches. But especially, in all the Catholic churches or in all... All, all of churches. the churches. All the churches. And when all they get the discovered, they just like, shuffle them on to another one. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's decades and decades of systematic. I mean, rape. we have experience with that. Remember 
Mr. Reisner. What? Oh, well, I mean, when I he got found out by his church, they just made him leave. I mean, I yeah. don't have they personal experience else. with yeah. that. They I send them somewhere else until they've been sent to so many places they can't go anywhere else. So then they have like safe houses for accused priests for pedophilia priests, and they all just kind of stay in the same house. They get paid for. They get men lodging, are trash. There ain't pedophilic nuns running around. Those are your words, not mine. But well, I am abusive. grateful every yeah. time you say it <laughs> because <laughs> it's said, and then I didn't don't get in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually had a patient. I worked at a well at the time they were called clients. Uh, I worked at a a homeless my client trans, my client not my like boyfriend. my boyfriend <laughs> totally different. Uh, it, when I was in Illinois uh, at a men's transitional program or whatever. Like coming out of jail, halfway house type thing? Um, no, this dude used to be in the seminary, which oh. I don't think is a coincidental name, by the way. <laughs> what is a um, root, Latin root? There? Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, your root chakra. Oh, anyway, root. Like, gross. Like a dick root. Like yeah, dick root. That's what, yep, that's, Great that's, that's where the joke is. Um, but this guy, like... He was, pun intended, unpalatable, this guy. Totally just like, I hated talking to this guy. And I had to do it every, like, week. Um, And he was getting money. He used to be in the seminary. He was training to be a priest. And for some reason, he was kicked out. And um, he would not tell me why. And he, but he was, he had moved to, the champagne community because he'd been to another one and they had asked him to leave and he connected with the Newman center. Are you guys familiar with those? Paul Newman? Did, did he create those? <laughs> I think it's, I hope it's different than Paul. Is Newman. it a rehab? No, it's a, um, it's an on campus for universities, uh, Catholic center. <sighs> so it's a Catholic at like presence. all universities Most or just un- like religious based I mean, universities? No, 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 no. This was at the University of Illinois, oh, which okay. is a public school. Um, I mean, it's not priced like a public school as ev- evidenced by my student loans, but it is a pri- is a public school. So, so the Newman Center there was like had been funding this guy's apartment for like two years and then like okay you know we can't do this anymore and he was incensed he he could not believe that they would not like pay for his apartment and his food and his utilities and all this shit uh i wanted to put my hands around this guy's neck yeah i don't know that religion holds the mustard that it once did in this country to to be able to Get away with not paying taxes and yeah. then receiving benefits from having paid Buildings. taxes. And then using their platform for political reasons, like and that Jeffers asshole in the Baptist church. In sy- and systematic rape of young children. What's going to happen here? Nothing. Are people going to be... I mean, it's not a bad point that you're making. I hope that you're right. Um, Nietzsche said God is dead. And, I mean, he's half right. I mean, you can't be dead if you were never alive. <laughs> but, like... You know, right now, contemporarily, does any church have, in the United States specifically, have enough influence to continue this for much longer? Because they are fucking getting away with 
crucifixion, pun intended. Well, I mean, think about the huge religious base in this country. There's a reason Trump's president. You know, it's just like there's this. No, actually, I mean, the people that are like devoutly religious, are they actually like into Trump or is it the like the suburban chain restaurant evangelicals? Oh yeah, that's what that it are is. not that's really looking into shit. That's their religion, you know. It's like it, and it's it's less of uh, I'm going to drift towards religion because of my life. It's like religion is already there, and so their life kind of gets built around it. And it's just one of the things that is. I think it's also kind of a breakdown of what's what a sect of Christianity it is. Because I don't think, from what I know, of, like the Methodists, that like what my mother's parents are involved in they are definitely not on board for trump in fact for the first time ever they're going to be voting for a democrat and they didn't vote for trump in the first place so i guess it's the second time it's just so it just so happens that most religious people are on the right yeah i think like the baptists or why do i like the southern baptists are like the the really you know there's more conservative ones um pentecostal i think yeah oh yeah they're, they're like a snake charmers I yeah think. yeah i don't want to get it wrong and there's no, good no, there's good right. religious people the out there. i got i got a buddy i got a buddy who's in tongues. well he was in seminary and yeah, but he's a, he's a great guy you know it's, like, it's not like religious people are bad i, mean, no, I think no, the no. catholics are i mean if i can do a broad sweep i think they're probably the only catholic i know is jimmy's uh sister and she's definitely not that they're definitely I mean, not yeah. on board. I'm just really uncomfortable with Catholicism in general, just because of the systematic rape, you know, that whole thing for decades. Adulthood is very complicated. You have, yeah. uh, you, you come to the realization that first of all, there are no adults. Second of all, um, people are very complicated. Like I, I, I make assumptions about people because it's easier and it's faster and everybody does it. But then you realize like you assume like, Baby Arm, for example, is a Republican. Even though it, they do not support him at all. He does. No, I mean, but the Republican Party, they're not looking out for his best interest, though. Who's Baby Arm? Oh. He's got a big old dick. That's why I call him <laughs> Baby He's Arm. a guy. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> um, We're talking about Tommy Lee again. Like, yeah. Ex. <laughs> <laughs> Ex, uh, and if he's listening, Mr. just so you know, like, ask, what, what is this? What has the Republican Party done for me? How is my life better? And if you can't, you know. Well, I mean, I. It's well, a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing. Yes. His it parents is. are probably Republican. He's Their from parents Florida. are probably Republican. He's from Florida. Well, that's his um, first. And so it's a tribal thing. It's he like, grew yeah. up not having money, and now he has money for reasons. Uh, and. I feel like when money becomes involved, it it's a big in like I mean I was raised by my parents. I mean obviously because most people are uh, not by my parents, but their <laughs> most own people parents. were raised by your parents. <laughs> by most people, yeah. My parents were so tired. Uh, my uh, dad is a fucking trumper. I've spoken to him recently about it, and I. The only explanation I can come up with, because my dad, I remember when there were a bunch of people running for office at that time on the Republican ticket, uh, my dad was like Ted Cruz all the way, which I thought was fucking stupid, obviously. Um, but he was saying like, oh, and I was like, dad, this Donald Trump. And he's like, oh, he's an idiot. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, well, he's got some good ideas. And like what? I can't believe that you're saying this I would this say, yeah, me. give me two of them. What are these great ideas, Dad? What is it? The only explanation that I can come up with is that my dad wants to keep his money. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. And that he doesn't want someone to say, 
I told you so. That's it. I, I'm just so tired of all this shit. I can't believe the guy's in office. I can't believe he got elected. I can't believe there's a chance of him getting elected again. I'm at the point now where I, I started doing this thing called 10 Day Tune Out on all the socials. Yeah. Just completely got off social media. And now I'm back on to like promote stuff or answer messages or whatever. But I'm doing this thing now where I've deleted all social media apps off my phone and I look at the news rarely. I've, I've, I've given myself a break from the news after the, uh, after he, uh, commuted assistant the 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 thingy the sentence of that fucker roger stone i was like i gotta take a break from this because this is so maddening yeah fucking willy wonka motherfucker (sighs) he looks like tim burton's willy wonka you know right at the beginning of uh when all this happened i would watch those white house press briefings that were happening because i was very interested in what's happening how am i going to handle this how are we going to handle this what's going to happen and so i tune into these white house press briefings and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, dude, not even. No, she was. I think she, she was over. gone by this time. It was the guy that that hid in the bushes. What was that guy's name? Well, this would be like uh, the first press secretary. Spicer, <laughs> Spicer. Sean Spicer, Sean Spicer. Oh, He's poor a, little, poor little, buddy. most attended ever. <laughs> yeah, his like flip out. Oh my god, I feel sad for that little guy. I don't fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. But when you have the man who's been elected president speaking to the nation during a worldwide pandemic live on the air. And he's just, he's only talking about how great he made the economy Mm -hmm. and how all the moves he's doing, all of it, all he cares about is winning the news cycle. And he's our fucking president. It's, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous right now. You know, like, uh, there's no leadership and this is a fucking cartoon. I can't, (laughs) I can't believe that we are living and like this is a comic we are li- strip, we're like we're happening. living in history right now. You don't have to be a politician to be president anymore. <laughs> you know. Who oh, got, who, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's. I mean, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California, and Ronald Reagan was president. Yeah. What celebrity do you guys think would legitimately legitimately make a good president? They got to be out there. You want to hear mine? Who? Yeah. LeBron James. I don't know who that is. He's a basketball player. Well, I know that much, but uh, I can pick him out of a lineup. He he is was at Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Up in Ohio, he's given like multiple, several millions and millions of dollars to like completely revamp his city and the boys and girls clubs down there. And he's and everybody likes him. And uh, and he, you know, the president's kind of a figurehead anyway. You know, not not the one making all of the decisions. That's more of the team. But I think he, he's got his heart in the right place. I think Ani DeFranco could be good if we're talking about people that came up from nothing. From having her own record label to now she owns, like, I'm, you know, there's a lot of artists on her record label and she's turned Buffalo around or helped, I think, I assume. Yeah, and I mean, she's, I'm not gonna, I mean, in our politics, I'm not going to argue with a, a liberal female being yeah. president. I can't wait. She armpit hair for everybody. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And you don't do you want remember, that to happen you don't, anyway. Do you don't you remember? It. Do you remember what ha- when she announced that she was pregnant and getting married to a man? Oh, my God. Her fans were like, what? I'm not one of them actively. So <laughs> it was no, amazing. I, I loved that. it. They're like, we were, thought you were one of us. Were you upset? No, I, I, I was a little surprised because I thought she was a lesbian. But I was like, oh, looking back at your record, you were bisexual. Maybe she's pansexual. Maybe she is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? Hmm. I mean, I guess I don't know. Very limited. I love pansexual people. Oh, totally. 
They're the best. No judgment. It sounds like a lot of work, though. Like, that sounds like a lot of, like, reasoning that has to be done all the time. No. That's a lot of brain power. No. No? I think it's a lot of brain power for us since we're not pansexuals, but I'm sure pansexuals are just, you know, they know what they're doing. They're probably good with it. We're just not involved is what you're saying. I mean, we spent like 20 minutes last week trying to figure out if there was a big clit or a little dick. (laughs) (laughs) And I still don't have an answer to that one. I'm pretty sure it was a little dick and not a clit. I think it was a big clit. I don't think so. I mean, Nini was pretty sure that that was... Well, Nini didn't look like he knew. Well, nobody knows is the point that you're making. (laughs) I'm sure I could find out. Nobody even knows what we're talking about because we didn't air that. I'm glad clip. that we're talking about dicks, though, because it comes around full circle. That's usually the topic of our the dicks, dicks, dicks. But dicks, it could dicks. be a big clit. Uh, dude, like, I've been a lady for a long time. Like, a long time. And I... Dude, I think it's just, like, testosterone added to a to a to somebody that was assigned female at birth because... I remember seeing, uh, speaking of celebrity sex tapes, right back around, because we've got to wrap it up anyway, uh, China's sex tape, her clit looked like a little dick. Hmm. And I'm sure she she said that she never took steroids. This is my surprise I don't think a woman could get as big as she did without pharmaceutical help. There may be suction elements involved or surgical procedures. That's not an irrelevant point. The suction things? Hmm? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Who there are a lot of knows? factors that, although it did look like, <laughs> like in detail, it did look like a just very small penis. Like it had the mushroom head and everything. Man, wow. thank you, Joe and Dallas, one of our listeners. Clits. Would I haven't seen a ton stuff. of clits, but look, there's no way that my clit has a, a mushroom head <laughs> and a shaft. Huh? If it's no. shaped like one. <laughs> and it's okay if it does. I'm just saying, like, I've never seen, like, <laughs> a... <laughs> Somebody's out there walking around Legally with a documented clit. clit that looks like that. Yeah. That's a, not, that that's, <laughs> not that that's the barometer for, you know. That was the first time I, I saw a... Uh, I'm not going to finish that one. <laughs> I'm not going to finish it. It was also the first time that I saw whatever it whatever so you're like, talking I about. When you Thanks went very down much. On a, a woman, I didn't think you actually like sucked it like a penis. But. <laughs> I'll tell you though, like if I were a dude and I had a penis that was that small, I'd be like, no, it's a clit. <laughs> Like that is the you were like under the line, just like go all the way. Like oh no no no, no it's not no, a small penis. No it's a big here. clit. Exactly. I mean, no no dick here. But to each his own. You know, there's a lot of crazy genitalia out there. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Like Kinsey Kinsey was a very limited study, right? So you know, and it was early in the. That was a shitty movie, though. Kinsey was a trailblazer, right? You just didn't like it because Liam Neeson wasn't, like, saving anyone's daughter. I didn't even know Liam Neeson was in there. He had a different particular set of skills. I mean, he was he was the title character, so... Yeah, I'm, I just didn't like it. No, it's fine. Laura Linney was 
Oh, she's a horrible actress. I don't know why people think that she's oh, great. Dude, she's Laura Linney. Linney great. She's Laura Linney in every film. That's true. It's That's Laura true. Laura Linney again. She's acting the same. Oh, here's a film. She's Laura the un- Linney's in she's it. She's the unsatisfied wife a lot of the time. You know, like Ozark. Like Amy Adams. I think she's a terrible actress too. It's like, oh, there's you Amy can just Adams. Say wife. I mean, <laughs> she's the wife. I've been a wife, and I can attest <laughs> to that being <laughs> pretty unsatisfying for me. I like Laura. You're on some there. She's not a great actress, but I like her Laura Linney thing. I'm a fan of hers. Like, people like they they've gaslit us to think that she's some great actress. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, Laura Linney. <laughs> well, sure you're not falling person. for it. I'm not falling for it. They didn't. I've got fool their number. You. No, you got it. Good job, John. Very nice, very nice. I've got nothing else to say. Well, I don't believe that's true, but what are we at? One, one twenty. Wow, that went by fast. It's pretty, pretty, pretty. Is this usually about the length of y'all's pods? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought we started at twelve thirty, but apparently I know yeah. Megan's brain is going away. <laughs> no, Sometimes she'd be like, away. "Hey, are you?" We'd say during this pandemic, we uh, for a while we had trouble recording at her place, so she'd come over to my place and. Uh, we would agree that she'd be coming to my place. And then the day before, be like, so you're coming to my place tomorrow? Like, no, Megan. <laughs> we discussed this. But that explains why last week you came over at 1230. I thought it just had something to do with Nene. Yeah, it was 1230. I thought it was 1230. Yeah. It used to be <laughs> 2 o'clock oh, yeah. in the afternoon. Uh, because we would go to brunch before and we had a whole posse. I hated brunch. I really, I really <laughs> Because like a, the time. one thing after, after your food, your stuff from... F- fucking brunch i don't want to talk after that yeah but then i'm drunk and <laughs> i can there's good conversation i mean you don't want to talk to me when i'm not been drinking that's <laughs> yeah. but, you, but you're so sensitive when i said that you're an alcoholic did you say that yeah i don't remember because i'm an alcoholic <laughs> i don't think you are. i've got no trouble drinking I'm at definitely all definitely not this is all in-house speak and bts yeah behind the scenes well, I appreciate yeah. you guys having me on, man. I'm Thank you we, very I'm much. Glad we got for this coming. lined up. This is really cool. I love being on podcasts. Oh, oh great! Then you can come back. Yeah, again. Yeah, I want to do your music in the future. Back. You have me on your music one. What's up? Do you want to? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I be on your other one? For where sure. Where I do stuff. Yeah. Like, is a podcast enough as a creative endeavor to be on your? Of course. No, no absolutely. You did this. You did this. No, that's thing. a yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it's all about that, you know. If, if you're an interesting, and plus, um, yeah, no, of course. I can't promise I that I'm going to be like interesting. A, you're, you're interesting. Mm. We'll have good convo. All right. Well, I'll drink before I come. <laughs> there you go. Fine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. So yes. I will off the air. I will give you the details of what you need to do and then I'll let John know that we're going to record an episode and he'll come over. We'll do it here cuz cuz this is where we record that. That makes currently. sense. So. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense that you would do it here then. <laughs> this is where you do it. Ah, that was a Meg's <laughs> joke. Uh, nice job. Enjoy the song Something in My Eye by Matt Berry and we'll be back next. God week. damn it. I l- Hold on a second. Yes. I love Matt Berry and even though he's like 5 foot 7 or something. I would fucking marry that guy, even though I really? also don't like Mary. Oh, my God, dude. This guy. I love you guys. Thanks for having me on. Follow Michael Best and Pod on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Bye. You said, John, I asked how high. Just something in my eyes
It's no surprise It's devil's sign 